Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I know I don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at HRTracy, and that is Tracy with an I. I hope that you're all having a really nice week. Um, Actually, by the time this episode comes out, Juneteenth will have come and gone. So um, hopefully you all had um, the holiday off. For those of you that might not know what Juneteenth is, hopefully you do, but you never know. Uh, As an opportunity to educate you, it is a holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. Now it is already the end of June um, by the time you're listening to this. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I've been talking about this a little bit, but I am moving from New York to Ohio which is wild and crazy. It's only for a year. I've literally never lived outside of New York or New Jersey, so it will definitely be an adventure. And um, we'll see, you know, what the podcast setup looks like. I'll have to to fill you in as as I set that up. I will have a, a little space for myself, which is nice coming out of New York where you don't have any space for yourself. So I'm excited for that. So to get into this week's topic, I definitely want to talk a little bit about the economy a little bit about, you know, the state of inflation these days because everything is so expensive and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels this way, but it feels like my money is worth nothing. And I did uh, release an episode a few weeks ago that really talked about inflation raises and I've thought a little bit differently about it since releasing that episode. I see the value in companies saying, hey, things cost more, so we're going to pay more or give a bonus or whatever. I still kind of feel the same way in that I don't think that that's a good reason for a raise. However, I do think cost of living raises should be um, considered every year, regardless of whether there's a point of inflation or not. So I feel a little bit differently in that I understand it a little bit better, but I feel the same way in that I think inflation can rise and fall, or I should say the economy can can uh, be quite elastic in that way. That is that the best way to retain people? I don't know. I think the best way to retain people is to assume that the economy will ebb and flow and to ensure that we're, you know, as an organization planning appropriately, um, you know, lengthening the runway as much as possible, as they say, so that you can navigate these tough situations um, in a way that doesn't really affect your organization so much. So I still kind of feel the same, just a little bit different. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to that episode and please listen after you listen to this episode um, because you totally don't need that information in order to listen to this one. I digress. So I wanted to talk about this week a question, I guess I'm, I'm really answering a question that's come up a lot in my DMs and LinkedIn Messenger, and that is whether or not people should look for new jobs now. And there are definitely studies out there that show that people are moving less 
and looking for jobs less frequently in the last few months um, because of the economy. And so I think that's probably why I'm getting that question, like, is now a good time to get a new job? Should I be looking? Should I be concerned about switching? And here is my philosophy. A, if it's not that bad where you're working and you have a good job, maybe you're not paid as much as you want. Maybe you don't have all the things that you want out of your job, but it's pretty good. You like the people that you work with. It's a good environment. My personal opinion is that you should stick it out um, and find ways to, to improve your experience. If you haven't spoken with your leader or you know the right parties yet about increasing the things or seeing the things that you want to see, whether it's increasing your pay, benefits, time off, whatever that looks like, whatever it is that's like a pain point for you right now, if you haven't spoken with a necessary party about that yet, maybe now is your time to do that because companies also don't want to lose people just like they didn't want to lose people a year ago or six months ago. Um, but I would, I would definitely start there. The other piece of my philosophy here is that the economy is a little bit tough. The labor market remains tough. Uh, the jobless claims, meaning like unemployment, same, same place as it was really a few months ago. It's pretty high still. Um, and so all of these things work interestingly together, at least in my mind. You have high unemployment rates. You have some businesses going through layoffs, preparing for a recession or amidst their own you know, financial challenges today because of the economy. And then you have this demand from employees where there's this desire to have more of more, you know, more flexibility or more benefits or more pay or whatever that looks like. Right. And so my, I guess the reason why I say maybe stick it out if you're overall pretty happy is because we really don't know what will happen with the economy in the next few weeks or few months. Everyone's saying that we're headed to a recession or in a recession. I don't, you know, I'm not an expert in economics, but based on my experience working in a recession, even though I wasn't like salaried or full-time during the last recession in 2008, I do remember working in high school and, you know, times were tough. There weren't, there were uh, a lot of staffing needs, but we weren't, I remember my employer was not able to hire, for example. And even though I worked hourly at Aerie, I think at that time or Aeropostel, wherever I was, you know, you still can feel it. You're aware of the economic challenges. I remember hearing the news and uh, realizing the, the difficulty that the economy created in terms of like how people lived and, and experienced life. And so all of that is to say that we are in a similar situation now. Interest rates are really high. Um, the, the economy is really tough. And so do you want to be the first person or most recent hire when a business could potentially in three months from now struggle financially and have to look at reducing cost? And I don't know, I'm pretty risk averse. I think I've said this before that I don't take a ton of risks. And when I do take a risk, uh, it's calculated. And I I guess over, yeah, overall, I, I'm, I would say I uh, confidently that I'm pretty risk averse. And so if I were in the situation, which I'm not, if I were in the situation of looking to leave um, where I'm currently working, again, I'm not looking to do that. I would probably say, 
to myself, is this something that I really want to worry about? Where, you know, you enter an organization and it's usually when it comes to cutting costs or having to go through layoffs, unfortunately, it's usually um, following a specific set of procedures, right? You're either looking at performance and tenure or just tenure or just performance. Normally, it's a combination of performance and tenure. And you could be the best performer, but if you're the newest person in the organization, unless you're in an absolutely critical role, you could be at risk, right? So that's the way I think. And I honestly, I think that way anytime I make a move, just because you never know what an organization goes through or is actually experiencing or how they are financially. And so, you know, you have to consider some of those things. Maybe I'm like a little bit too much of a worry wart with those things, but at least in the circumstances today with the economy as it is today, I don't know that I would just start now looking to make a move. If you especially are at a year or more within your organization, I would say stick it out. Again, assuming that things are pretty good, pretty happy, you know, it's a pretty good environment. Things will always be up and down, right? There are always going to be employers or jobs or people that aren't exactly as you hoped they'd be. And I've said it once and I'll say it again, and I've probably said it more than once at this point, that life is not without, without adversity. You will always come in contact with situations that are less than pleasant or under, you know, underwhelming or not what you expected them to be. And you have to navigate that, not always jumping ship, but sometimes you just have to navigate through it. So really evaluate if you are in a pretty decent environment and if you can make it through these, what I would call rocky waters. And again, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill here and it's not that bad, but I, again, tend to toe the line of being pretty conservative when it comes to taking risks. So, you know, you're, you're going to get that response from me. If you have a mentor or someone who is really, really into taking risks, you might want to ask them the same question, whether or not you should make a job move now. Again, I think sometimes this does come down to where you are in an organization, what your job is, what you oversee, because that could have an impact on whether you're a little bit more secure or not. But generally speaking, I would say I'm someone that doesn't ever feel stable or secure. And so I'm always thinking about like, what if this or what if that? So you'll usually get a conservative, um, you know, pretty like risk averse response from me. On the other side of things, if you are, you know, thinking through what I'm saying here and you're like, Tracy, I'm sorry, I got to move. This is a horrible situation, horrible environment. I hate my job. I hate everyone I work with. I hate my boss and it's really bad. Then you're already in, you know, you're already in a risky situation, right? You're, you, in those moments, you are risking your happiness and you are risking your success and well-being. So making a move from that type of environment to an, a, to a new job in a difficult environment, or I should say a difficult economy, not environment, difficult economy, then maybe the risk is pretty much the same and you can absorb it. And overall, if you're happier, that does go a long way. But again, you're not without risk in the potential of being part of a, you know, cost cutting measure if a business is in that position. So just, you know, keep, you have to weigh all of the pros and cons always with every decision 
that you make. This episode is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That is why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. Learn more about making the switch today by going to my special URL at namely.com slash humanhr. And for a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. Don't wait. That's namely.com slash humanhr. So when we think about some, you know, an example here, I'm going to tell you something that nobody knows other than my close circle. Ooh, this is fun. I should do this more often in the middle of the episode. See if you guys are listening and you reach out. No, I'm just kidding. So this is something that, uh, again, only my close-knit circle knows because I keep things pretty close to the chest when it comes to job stuff. Maybe it was the beginning of 2021. Yeah, so is this a few years ago? No, what is it, 2022? I gotta get my stuff together, if you know what I mean. Okay, beginning of 2021, I was at my, my you know, the job where I was as a director of HR. The podcast was in full swing at that point. But in the beginning of 2021, I was thinking, like like other normal human beings, as work started to return to quote-unquote normal, I started thinking, like, should I make a switch? Should I Should I change jobs, find a new employer? I don't know. And I, you know, I think it's always good to keep yourself out, you know, with an updated resume and put yourself out there and all of that good stuff, right? Um, but I was pretty actively searching for something else. I, and I mean, the grass is never greener, right? But I, like looking back, I loved that job. I loved the people I worked with. Um, but there's always going to be something that you want to change, right? And so I decided I was going to look around and I interviewed with Revlon, mic drop, mic drop, name dropping, actually. It's not even mic drop. I'm name dropping now. I interviewed with Revlon and it was for a director of HR role, I think. I think it was director of HR. And I was like, wow, huge organization, really cool, great, you know, benefits, great pay, all of the good stuff, right? And I um, got, I was, I was pretty far into the interview process. I would say last stages because I did meet with the CEO. So, I would say, yeah, that was probably the final stage. And I was saying to one of my uh, good friends and also former colleague, I was saying to her, like, you know, is this a good opportunity if I get offered it? I know Revlon's been through a lot financially, but they're changing their environment and their business model. And they're going through this whole like new growth process. And I really like the people that I had interviewed with and connected with. And one of my best friends her mom's friend worked at works at Revlon and I was able to connect with them and and kind of hear, you know, the down low, what's going on and how the environment is. And, you know, some people were like, Revlon's a very different environment and, you know, you have to just, you know, know what you're walking into. It's a big company. You can't necessarily make changes as quickly as like in a smaller organization. And so I was saying to my friend, former colleague, like, is this a good move to make if I get the job, if I get offered the job, she said, you know, I don't know that this is it. Revlon has gone through a lot of ups and downs and, you know, 
it might not be exactly what you're looking for. Because I was looking for something where I could really make an impact, build or change a culture, you know, and have a team and all of this stuff that I wanted more exposure to, um, that I wasn't necessarily getting as much exposure to in that role that I was in at the time. And I took it, I took it to heart. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I can be very rose colored glasses when I look at things, meaning I can, I could get information and only see the positive. And I think I shared this in the episode where I talked about quitting a job within three months, which was the job that I had before this one, that little blip in time. And so it made me think about being a little bit more critical about how I went through the interview process and what my, you know, takeaways were. It ended up being that I was not offered the job. Um, and I think it was like probably the, a blessing in disguise because in realizing like how everything went at the end, I had to do a lot of follow-up. I didn't exactly get the, the experience that I wanted in the end. And that made me realize like, well, maybe, maybe there is a lot of change. And, and because I, I think that's probably why I had to do a lot of follow-up. I think there was just a lot going on. And I was like, maybe that's not exactly the type of change I'm looking for. And it turns out today, I through my um, HR Times newsletter that I receive, and you guys know I always read the newsletter, which you can subscribe to. Um, there's a link in the show notes always in every episode because I love it that much. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but I do love them. And in the newsletter this morning, it said that Revlon is filing for bankruptcy. And so it's what inspired me to do this episode because it just goes to show you that you truly never know. They were hiring, they were adding a lot of new roles, building out the HR team even more, and you just never know. And although I've never been through an experience on as, a, as an HR person or part of an employer that has gone through bankruptcy, I can only imagine how stressful that is. I can only imagine how stressful it is not only to be an HR person and having to deal with that and the repercussions of that communication and to actually communicate it to begin with, um, but I couldn't imagine the stress of being an employee at a company that's filed for bankruptcy. Like I just, I would be terrified for everything. And obviously I, I don't know all of the details of when a company files for bankruptcy, but I remember with Sears at least they filed and they managed to kind of like come back a little bit, but then they ended up going out of business. But that's all I think about. When I hear that a company the size of Revlon has filed for bankruptcy, I think unviable, it's not going to last, and then what? And I just also couldn't imagine a company like Revlon not existing. So it just, you know, when you realize how futile some of these decisions are and how when you make a move to a new organization, you really don't know because you don't know what it's going to be like. You don't really know what's on the inside and what is happening on the inside. So it's made me really appreciate the job that I'm in today where I knew a ton of people coming in and I, you know, really have an understanding of the organization, but also it made me think about if I had left at that time, if I had gotten the job at the beginning, it must have been the beginning of 2021. If I had left, if I had gotten the job and I left, I would have been about a year and a half in. And that's not 
as much tenure as the majority of people at Revlon. And so whether they do take cost cutting measures to again, like lengthen their runway or whatever that process looks like, like I probably would be um, one of the people on the quote unquote chopping block and what a terrible feeling. And I know that I'm probably um, speaking to some of you who have maybe experienced this yourselves and and I can't, again, I can't imagine what that feeling is like. So it just goes to show you that everything happens for a reason. Not necessarily bad things, but, you know, there's always there's always something to come out of every decision that we make. Good, bad, ugly, everything in between. So, um, you know, I share that story not only because I'm spilling some tea, but also because I think it's helpful to keep everything in perspective. Every decision we make is a risk at some level. And it doesn't mean that you never make a change, but I do think it means that you have to make changes with strategy and a calculated approach to make sure that the change that you are making or the decision you are making is one that you've really thought through. And this is something, again, a life lesson for me that I've taken away from that blip in time where I worked for someone for three months and hated my life. Um, That is something that I take away, that if I had thought more critically if I had really taken time to think about the pros and the cons fully, I might not have been in that situation. However, I'm glad I was there. I learned a lot from it. And I know I say this all the time, but if it weren't for that moment, I probably would not be in the job and with working with the company that I am today. So I'm super grateful for that. Again, if you are in a situation where it's just not good, and you've you've done all of those things that I always advise, which is to speak with your manager, speak with the people who can make some changes that would benefit you. And if you've done all of that already and you've not seen any progress, you're doing a, you know a good job, decent job, you're performing, meeting expectations, whatever, then maybe it is worth your while to make a change. But I always like to caution you that when you make a change, when you make a decision, you never really know what it's going to be like. And so you want to make sure that your decisions are thoughtful and that you're um, engaging in conversation with not only potential peers, but also with your future leader and asking hard-hitting questions. Ask the questions that maybe feel a little weird asking, like ask about the culture, ask about what they don't like about their jobs, ask to speak with someone who would be a colleague of yours. And if you don't get the vibes that you want, then that could be a sign that you are, you know, you're um, avoiding a potentially not so great situation. So, you know, when it's just like when you're dating, if you see a red flag, it's not going to go away. The red flags remain. So, you know, everyone has their toxic traits, as the kids say these days. And so it's not to say that there's always going to be a perfect situation or a perfect person because there never is. But you have to know what you are willing to tolerate. If you are willing to work for less but be in an amazing environment, not that I think it should be one without the other. I think you can have both. But as an example, then like that's what you're willing to tolerate, right? If you're willing to tolerate a not so great culture but you're going to make a ton of money, again, not saying that they should go hand in hand. Sometimes sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Then that's what you're willing to tolerate. But you have to know yourself. You have to know what you're willing to tolerate and make an educated, informed, and calculated decision so that when you do you know, have to live with your decision, you feel good about it, or you're taking away a learning from it, if not. So with that, I hope that helps you navigate the, these quote-unquote rocky waters a little bit better. 
And if you have any personal anecdotes or stories or thoughts um, or even questions that you want to share after this episode, please feel free to email me at podcast at hrtracy.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn, message me there or DM me. However you choose to get connected is totally up to you. Don't forget to take a look at the show notes um, wherever you have listened or watched this episode. That way we can stay connected and you can get all the resources that you need. With that, I really appreciate your time. I will see you next week where actually I will already be in Ohio. Wish me luck. Thank you so much for being here. Talk to you later.